Welcome to the Sober Sessions Podcast, where I am your host, Connie McMillan, aka the Sobriety Queen, coach, and author. On this podcast, we help kings and queens live purpose, no longer pain. We interview kings and queens around the globe so that you can hear their real life stories to see just how your life too can be transformed. So let's jump on into the episode. Welcome back, you guys, to another episode, episode 68. We are going strong and long. I am so appreciative for you tuning in to the Sober Sessions podcast. I am your girl, Connie McMillan, also known as the Sobriety Queen. Listen, if you tuned in last week, you know that I shared the importance about, you know, making sure your peace is your top priority. Um, if you haven't listened, go on back and listen to that, but we're moving straight ahead because it is imperative that you understand how you can turn your pain into purpose. If you know anything about me, you know that I've been sober seven years and I'm all about pulling out the best in you. Definitely been sharing information on the importance of, you know, gaining sobriety, being sober, but not just, you know, gaining sobriety, but turning that pain into purpose, understanding that your life holds value. So that is what you will get from this podcast in addition, right, to being able to gain and start your sobriety journey. I want you to know that everything you have inside of you is there. It exists for a reason. And you cannot, you know, allow that not to come through. You cannot, you know, stay stuck and feel like, you know, you're not needed. You don't add value. You do. So this episode is truly talking to you, switching gears a little bit and helping you understand why people don't change, right? Um, Listen, this is no judgment. I just want you to get some insight, help you understand. And I also, as I always do, throw my own personal experience into it because I just know that um, I can always speak from, you know, what I've lived, right? So Some of the reasons, I want you to get a pen, paper, because I always, again, this is what this podcast is about, adding value. And I don't want you to just listen. I want you to walk away, write some things down, take some inventory of yourself. Um, As I said, I'll definitely be tying myself into this because I have been, you know, guilty of this. Not wanting to change, but not doing the work and even understanding why I didn't do the work, right? So um, the first thing I want to talk about on the list is in regards to why I didn't change. Now, one of the reasons is I didn't change because I was afraid of change. Um, That's something that is all too common, right? A lot of times we're afraid of the change, afraid to get sober, afraid to make the adjustment, afraid of, you know, what people will think, afraid of the unknown. And because that was my case, all of those reasons, uh, I stayed stuck for very long, right? Um, I didn't see representation around me either, right? I didn't I didn't see fearlessness in my family. I didn't even see it in my circle. But I didn't see it in my circles because I put myself in that kind of circle. I put myself in circles where I knew that, you know, I was comfortable. So that was why I didn't see fearlessness. But I'm saying fear was definitely at the top of my list uh, as to why I didn't change. That definitely could be your case too. Understand that fear is robbing you of your best self. It's robbing you of your greater self and not just your greater self, your family greater self, right? Uh, Fear keeps us stuck. I shared this 
story before about when I was in undergrad and I remember uh, it was our last semester. Um, if you've heard the story, just bear with me. <laughs> uh, it was our last semester and I remember my classmate, uh, we all had to do a presentation. It was like over 50% of our grade, uh, our final grade. And I remember my classmate being so fearful of you know public speaking that he opted to take a F as opposed to doing his presentation. And that to me spoke volumes. And I'm saying to you, listen, there may be something in your life that you are afraid to do. That pain that you have moving maybe from the pain of, you know, uh, of staying there to healing, that could obviously be a fear of yours. But I want you to understand that staying there doesn't help you. If anything, it adds more pain to you. So that's the first fear. What the next on the list is pride. A lot of times people don't move uh, towards change it's because of their pride. And what I mean by that, pride tells you that I'm good where I am. Pride says that there's nothing wrong. And I want you to understand if that is the case, and it's not necessarily the case for you, but if that is something that resonates with you, right? If you're saying, ouch, then I want you to understand that pride is not your friend. Pride does not help you in this particular case, right? Pride is going to keep you uh, in a place of self-medicating. Pride is going to keep you in a place of being stuck and adding more pain to you. So don't let pride be the reason why you say, I, I'm good. I don't have to make the change. Um, don't let pride, you know, Cosign your pain. Don't do it. All right. So the next on the list is rebellion, right? Oh my God. That was something I was all the way. Just, I can remember as a small child, I was rebelling. My mother would have rules about coming to house at a certain time. And I was just totally rebelling. So I think for me, it was just like what I did as a child, it went over into my adulthood. And that could be the case for you all too, right? Um, we got to look back, look back over our lives and just ask ourselves those questions. You know, is this a pattern that I formed rebelling pride? Uh, it, have I, you know, formed a, a, a fear, a sense of fear in my life? You know, those are questions that we have to ask ourselves. And if it has formed as a child and now it's present in our adulthood, we definitely want to take a look at that and then make the changes necessary to combat those things, right? And I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight, uh, especially with the fear, you know, it's going to take you to gradually build that up. So for me, um, again, just to go back to the fear, it took for me to just, you know, public speaking was something that I was afraid of, definitely, but I wasn't afraid enough to take a F. That was not my case. But I had to gradually build up to uh, public speaking. So for me, it was, I had to speak for five minutes, you know, in my speech class earlier on in my undergrad. And then we gradually built up to 20 minutes or, you know, yeah, 20 minutes. And then it was a, an hour. So gradually builds up these things, gradually move from pride, gradually move from fear and rebellion. And I'm telling you, it definitely will be a help to your life. But you've got to first understand that this is the reason why you're possibly not changing, right? You got to understand that ownership, being honest, with, being real with yourself, you know, only you know the truth. I don't know it. I can't see it. But if you're not being honest with yourself, and you're saying that, oh, that's not my case. No, I'm not prideful. No, I'm not fearful. That's not, listen, be honest enough to tell yourself the truth. So, and, and that's one thing I know, you'll never change until you're willing to confront the truth. So if you're not willing to, you know, 
be honest enough to tell yourself that these are some of the things that I'm struggling with, it's going to be very hard for change to even come. All right, let's jump into the next one. The next one is arrogance. And listen, I'm not trying to step on anybody's souls. I told you I'm using myself as the example. I was very arrogant. And that's not a compliment. That is truly, truly not a good thing because you don't know what you don't know. And that's what arrogance says. Like, you know, you you know it all. I, I do it all. I But you really don't know what you don't know. And so to be able to recognize that maybe that is you, maybe it isn't you, but you want to be honest enough, excuse me, with yourself to tell yourself to tr the truth. All right. So let's jump into this last one. Now, this is a biggie because it was definitely a part of my life. I told you, I am going to give you the real, real here. I don't have no shame in telling you who I used to be, what I used to do. Excuse me, not who I used to be. Well, I guess it was who I used to be. Anyway, it was what I used, what used to be a part of my life. And all of these things, actually pride, fear, rebellion, you know, um, uh, arrogance, all those things were a part of my life at one point. And it was the reason why I didn't change. It was the reason why I made excuses. It was the reason why I hung around certain company. You know, I was so cool with comparing sadness stories. It was the reason why, you know, I was unwilling to get outside of my comfort zone because I was unwilling to change. So this last one is a biggie, laziness. Listen, that was me. I, I'm talking about me right now, right? Who I was. Only you know your truth. And it really was it was something that I struggled with for so long. I had to go back to my childhood and really recall, you know, was I lazy as a child? And I was. I was lazy as a child. My mother, you know, if you guys listen to any of my other episodes, go on back. And I remember telling a story of, you know, how I struggled with reading. And I did have a reading, um, a learning disability, but I also was lazy. And my mom would say, you know, I know you can do this. You're just lazy. Your mother knows you, you know, parents know the children. So at the end of the day, I was lazy and I had to break that. I had to break that bondage. That's just what it was. And I'm saying that to you. There may be some, you know, times in your life when you're just like, you, you've possibly made a habit out of making excuses and you've made a habit out of postponing, right? You've made a habit out, out of making, you know, putting things off and that could bring on an onset of laziness. Let's just be honest, right? So at the end of the day, only you know the truth and it's up to you to make those decisions. It's up to you to say, you know what? I don't fit all of these in the category, but I'm definitely two out of the, out of the, what is it? Five. I'm definitely two out of the five, right? I want you to understand that, you know, change is not an event. It's a process. And so long as we understand that, so long as we know that over time, we can make these adjustments, we can make the changes and be consistent in them. You will see your life transform. You will see, you know, how important it is for you, you know, to put down the bottle and pick up your crown. You'll see that you are not where you once started, but you have moved gradually along this journey of life. If you are willing to be honest enough, as I said, you'll never change until you're willing, right? to confront the truth. That is what this is about. We've got to confront the truth, even if it's hard, even if it's hard. And then I want to also say that the healing process, the growing process, the change process, it is painful. It's not supposed to be, you know, all these 
bells and whistles and flowers and feel so good to our flesh. It's not supposed to be that way. It is supposed to be difficult. When you look at a wound, right? I told you also, guys, how I got shot twice. When my leg was healing, um, I got shot in my leg and my thigh. And when my leg was healing, it appeared as if, you know, the scab was coming and forming. But even Throughout throughout that process, um, and I say it appeared so because it it would it would look as if it was healing, and then it would go right back to being open, and just it just wasn't, you know, the scab wasn't coming as fast as I wanted it to come, if that makes sense. But the pop the point that I'm making here is that throughout the healing process, it was painful. I had to limp. I had to learn how to walk again. Right? I could not just jump back to, you know, normalcy, if you will. Um, mentally, it was painful, right? Um, it, it was a process. So I want you to understand that, you know, in order for us to change, we've got to be able to recognize, you know, if we fall into these categories, pride, fear, rebellion, arrogance, and laziness. If that is you, don't feel any don't feel bad about it. Just make the changes necessary to make the difference. Now, that might require you, again, to uh, get yourself a coach, some sort of support. That may require you to get in a group. You know, that might require you to definitely uh, get something different, do something different. And it, it not might, it will require you to do something different. Absolutely, it will. But it, it's up to you. No one can do the things that, you know, are going to benefit you, right? If you were going to take a test and it, it, when, if any of you are licensed drivers, I'm not as of yet, but you know that nobody could take that road test for you. You had to do it. So nobody could do the work for you. It is up to you to do the work, to see the change, make the change that you want. So, uh, that's what I have for you guys this week. Yes, it's about why people don't change. You could be one of those people, but you don't have to stay one of those people. So this is your girl, Connie. I am saying to you, if you need support, you guys know that I have a private Facebook group called She Pursues Sobriety with Accountability. We don't just talk about accountability with sobriety. We talk about accountability with life and, and health and wealth and you know spirituality. There's so much that goes into that, right? And you can be a part of that group if you so choose to. Again, it's on Facebook and there is an investment of $10. Just going to be honest with you. At the end of the day, if you want change, you've got to be able to put forth the effort. Also, you know, if you haven't gotten my book, Alcohol Fiend to Sobriety Queen, make sure you click the link in the show notes. Get it for yourself. Take the necessary change that you need to take for your life so that you can become this amazing queen that God has already destined you to be. That's another thing. You got to be able to believe it. You are worth more than what you believe you are, I promise you. And not taking the necessary steps to change has to do with your belief. It definitely has to do with your belief. It did for me. I didn't believe it. That's why it took me also so long to be able to make that change. So believe it, understand it, and even get into this group where you can find out. I can pour into you. It's a small group and we go in. Uh, and if you just say, I need one-on-one, um, support that is available to you as well. You can definitely, you know, set yourself up for a session. Uh, click the link also in my show notes. Don't forget to subscribe. Your girl has a YouTube channel. Yes, she does. So make sure you go on over YouTube, find me there. Uh, and I'm just so grateful you guys to be able to pour out, serve and help you to do the things that you want to do. There's so much value that you bring to this earth. Do not stay stuck. This is your sobriety queen, Connie. And I cannot wait to pour into you. Don't forget to share this podcast with someone else and know that I love you. 
But God loves you far more than I ever could. Later. Thanks for joining me this week on the Sova Sessions podcast. I am so grateful that you decided to listen in. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Sobriety Queen Connie, as well as visit my website, ConnieSMcMillan.com. Those two platforms, you will learn even more and get even more support for your journey to know that you are purpose and not pain. Lastly, I ask that you would be so kind to subscribe to this platform that we would be able to get more information out to you as well as to others. And don't forget to leave us a review so that we can know that we are serving you to the utmost. Thank you so much for being a listener. I am truly, truly honored and humbled to be the servant that God has chosen me to be. Be blessed. Later.